Oh no, I just erased the ballpark. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I accidentally erased all the sounds on here because the erasing them and selecting them is the same button. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's almost the exact same button. stuff happened and it seemed weird to talk about like other stuff but i guess maybe now that no one really cares about the hurricane anymore we can do that um, start trying to do that what hurricane? i'm here in mexico i i could have brought in a lot of experts on potpourri okay you got a potpourri expert down there yeah i got a lot of them <laughs> uh oh if we're recording i wonder if i should put my headphones on i didn't think of that uh I will say what we're, I was on this other podcast recently. I was invited on this Japan podcast and it's so funny. It's so like going on other podcasts is so funny because it's so different. Like they have, they talk about like the editing process, like during it, like we're going to cut this part and cut that part. And here we do with this part. Okay. Now you're going to do this part that will uh, edit this in here. That sounds like a lot of work to me. Editing. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. I know you guys do do uh, most of it, so I won't complain. But I didn't listen to the last um, um, to the last. Of, I listened to the first of last time's podcast, but not the end. The did you edit time. the end, or did you did you leave the whole conversation in last time? What whole conversation about camp? Uh, the conversation <laughs> about whatever became of those young men who were patrolling New Orleans during Katrina. Oh, I left that in. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I stand by it. Why would I, I cut that? I mean, they probably. <laughs> I mean, I think at least at least one of them had to die in Afghanistan, right? And so for him, they all died in Afghanistan. So there is there's this like well I don't I, I shouldn't I can't I'll have to talk about it later I'll dox myself so well <laughs> okay I did start recording uh so um. Let's see if I can accidentally erase this sound, too. <laughs> the only sounds we have left are that and <laughs> that. Like, I've erased everything else just by pushing a button on accident. I think those are all we really need. How do you work that in, though? Uh, I think they all died in Afghanistan, David. I think that's, that sounds sort of like a Miyazaki soundtrack, that piano music. And then the... Um, <laughs> and the um, uh, rim shot is very uh, sort of New Orleans strip club. So we've got the we've spanned the globe with our uh, uh, soundtrack. That's all we need. It's good and funky. Um, anyway, we're Attica Shrugged, a podcast about uh, Southern politics, culture, other things going on. Ah, uh, this week, nothing's going, again, as most weeks, nothing's going on. So I, I was wondering, did um, any of you guys see the, I still have no idea who Connor Friedersdorf is, but he shows up every once in a while. It's like the, you know, everyone has their day of being the star of the internet and he, it happens to him a lot for just being incredibly I, dumb. 
And so I'm guessing, Chad, you you read his. I tweet. know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Do you want me to read the, it to you so you know? About the animal, me- it's about the animal <laughs> medicine. Yeah. So I'll read it to you. It's this tweet. Lots of people in rural areas take veterinary versions of drugs that also have uses for humans. It is extremely common. Disdainful mockery of that practice by urban elites is alienating, not persuasive. It is also utterly at odds with how urban elites respond to. And that was the end of the tweet. Uh, and I think I've heard these later deleted it. Um, but. I'm just curious, since we're all from technically rural areas, uh, you go to the veterinarian a lot to get medicine when you're growing up. I've taken a lot of what is technically uh, uh, animal medicine, but never for medicinal reasons. <laughs> also, yeah, exactly. I've had some technically animal <laughs> procedures done to me. <laughs> it, it, like, I, yeah, like, I don't ever, like, yeah, I don't. Like I saw this and I was like, I've I've never, I've never, I have been with and seen so many drugs taken for so many sketchy purposes, but I've never thought like seen someone, um, yeah, like I'm just, I'm going to get some, uh, zithromycin for, I'm going to get some, uh, cow zithromycin, uh, cause that's all I can afford. I mean, I've seen people take, well, Hey, guess what? I got my hand. I've seen. I've been in situations where, yeah. like, hey, guess what I got my hands on? Right. Um, Grandma's backfills. <laughs> yeah. 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 And from a, from a pretty early, from a pretty early, like, from a pretty early point in my life, I realized, like, you know, like, animal medicine is not the same as people medicine. Like, it's because if you. Although I have given people medicine to my animals. Like I gave my dog some Dramamine for the ride back home because she gets car sick. That seems to work for her. And I when used I was, to give my little dog antihistamines because he had bad allergies. When um, I was in uh, but, Florida. Yeah, as far as me taking his, no. When I was back in Florida in March, I was over at a friend's house and their dog um, gets really nervous during thunderstorms, which is something I never knew happened until uh, like the last 10 years. But apparently that happens to a lot of dogs. Um, their dog gets really nervous during thunderstorms, and so they have like dog. Uh, is it C- CB- CBD? What is the cannabis CBD? They have doggy CBD, but then they also have they also have people CBD for themselves, and they actually evidently gave the dog the people CBD, no. and apparently it's a vastly different dosage. Well, but I think like always, I've always like the animal medicine is more powerful because like animals have like higher metabolisms than humans. So like, it's a, like, it's always a higher dosage. Like, I mean, that's what I've yeah, always, that's what so always seemed that, weird to me is that like that, the, re, the um, recommendation for my dog for antihistamines was as much as I would take. And this was like a 20 pound dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently they told uh, me no. to give my dog yeah. 20 times as much chocolate as I would eat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gone too soon. And they told me and to I know myself, a lot of people no? I know a lot of people in rural areas who take medicine that is prescribed to other people or yeah, that has been sure. sitting on the shelf for years and years past yeah. the, the uh, expiration date because they can't afford to see a doctor right. or just because yes. they're very frugal people a lot of times. And my yes. sister tells me, I won't say which sister for anonymity, but she tells me that medicine doesn't actually expire. 
and she has her doubts about food. I kind of have my doubts about food, but I think that's been held up. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I mean, like canned food, like anyway, as a whole. Oh, you have empirical whole. evidence. You have empirical evidence no, about that pizza. I'm talking about milk. <laughs> okay. Well. I, I do remember my grandmother did used to go when I spent the night at her house. She used to give me like her expired sleeping pills, like when it was time for me to go to bed. <laughs> Just explain so much. Well, but the other thing, so I think there's, there's the kernel of truth of this is right. It's like, so if you don't have access to healthcare, you don't have money, you don't have all this stuff, you might take medicine that's not exactly meant for you because it's hard to get to. But also, I think if you live in a rural area, you probably know that animal medicine isn't necessarily cheap or easy to get. Right? Yes, like, it's not like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, where are you going to, where are you going to get like horse antibiotics? Like, where are you going to come up with them? Your brother-in-law. Well, these days, like, where are you going to get horse dewormer? I've been everywhere and it's sold out. Uh, well, there was, uh, who was it that posted the meme of the epic handshake and it said, anti-vaxxers, gays, taking horse drugs. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention the one where it was some senator or something who, uh, um, said, um, mentioned that ivermectin had won a Nobel Prize and to call that horse wormer was uh, an insult and meant that you drunk the Kool-Aid or whatever. And it's like, well, the form that they're taking is horse wormer. That's why they're going to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And also it won the Nobel Prize as an anti-parasitic, anti not as an antiviral. Yeah. Well, it's also like medicine doesn't win Nobel prizes, like right. That's the weird part. Like I exactly. see that a lot too. Even by like Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald, it's like no, the medicine didn't win a Nobel prize. And even if you won a Nobel prize for that medicine, it doesn't mean it's applicable for everything. Like I took, a, yeah. you know, yeah, I think it's mostly for river blindness. So we're not <laughs> yeah. going to have to worry about that in the rural south for a while. Right. Right. Well, they'll find a new way to get river blindness. There'll be a new way. And also, it's like for a, like, you know, it's it's the dosage that is for an animal that has like a metabolism that's like 10 times faster than your metabolism. And also, it's a ton, an animal that weighs like a ton. And Yeah, I was going to say, a horse weighs like twice as much as me. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I would never take a horse dose. I'd like to see a horse weighs twice as much as me. Let's see it try. <laughs> it's not a competition. All I'm saying is it better kill if a horse. Well, if a horse... <laughs> better kill me. That's all I'm saying. But that's the thing. Like, so, like, Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald in their descent into madness have been on this thing saying, yeah. like, uh, like, you know, have been all aboard. And, and I think. Either they don't get or they don't care that like if they say, look, ivermectin's actually people medicine, it's like, yes, in one limited sense it is. But when you say that, that's not what you're saying. You're not telling people to go get a prescription for the anti-parasite. You're you're say, making it legitimate for people to go to the hardware store and get the, the tube with a horse on the box. <laughs> <laughs> well it's like if, if you can go you can get it at the tractor supply so you can also get like um you can also get like lawnmower tires at the tractor supply so i'm gonna <laughs> so i'm gonna get some lawnmower tires and put them on my i mean they're they're caught i mean they're tires they're tires i mean yeah why do they not why why does my car not working with these lawnmower tires just just gun it just gun it <laughs> just gun it 
Why not? So I saw that. I don't know if this is related or not. It's kind of related in my mind. There was like, I don't, I don't even know where this takes place. So maybe it's not in our purview. But there was the guy on the airplane wearing a mask and growling at everybody this week. Did you happen to see this guy? They were like, they had to kill him. I would him hope the that was the South. <laughs> but I don't there, know they, anything about that. They asked him to wear a mask on an airplane, and he just went kind of bizarre and was like chewing on the mask and putting it over his eyes and like kind of growling at people and stuff. And, uh, you know, the question was posed again, like, what is the, and you also had, uh, where was this? This was somewhere, I think it was in the, where it was, maybe it was in Virginia, where they had the, the school board meeting where the parents saying, let our kids smile, let our kids smile signs. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of people are asking the question, like, what is with these people? Like, what is making them go crazy? And I wish I could remember who it was so I could credit them. But someone said, like, there's a whole class of people who've always been the people who make rules. And all of a sudden they have to, like, follow rules. And it just, like, flipped the switch. And I think there's some, like, there's some sense in that. Like, it seems to me that the people that you're seeing go just the nutty, nutty conduct that I can't understand. Um, yeah, yeah, it, sucks I, uh... to follow, it sucks to follow rules. <laughs> it does a lot of times. I mean, even if they're good rules, right? Like it does suck to follow rules sometimes. But I think like you are seeing like a like a I think there is a class of people who are really, really used to being the people who get to tell everybody else what to do. And then the second it's like you have to kind of follow basically a rule that just madness ensues. Or a rule that you don't like, you know. A rule that you yeah. don't agree with. I don't know. I think that's probably I mean there's probably some that's probably a valid point. I mean, I think that is. I mean, that's a lot of what's going on. I mean, it's just wearing a mask. I mean, it's not not a big deal. Not that hard. No, I think like, there should yeah. be sanctions for not wearing a mask. Like, you should be able to call in a hotline and tell about somebody not wearing a mask and get $10,000 for <laughs> yeah. reporting it. Sure, I think so. Yeah, a bounty, mask bounty. Why not? That's ridiculous. That yeah, it can never happen. Well, I mean, it can never happen, no, right? That would be nothing a, like that. A, a nothing like that could ever happen. Not in America. Not in. Not in a free country. That can never. Ha- anything like that can never happen. Look, you're doing this. Out of you order started to say America, and then you started to say the Lone Star Republic, and then you were torn. <laughs> 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 Is the Lone Star Republic that new strip club out on uh, IGN? <laughs> um, the Lone Survivor opened a uh, strip club. The Lone Star Republic. Well, I did see, so I will. I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll mask. So I saw a very uh, prominent university in our area, in my state, says like the the University of Blank has like proudly has proudly supported the United States for twenty years. And it's like obviously a nine eleven, it's like a nine eleven shirt. And then I was kind of thinking, like, so like, what were you doing before that? Like, what were you doing before nine <laughs> eleven? Uh, supporting the the People's Republic of Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, we're there. Um, um, the day the football somebody, died. We're coming up on it. The anniversary of the day the football stopped. <laughs> the, the football stopped. The day the football stopped. I just want to say, for the record, that uh, Phil Fulmer was one of the last coaches to uh, cancel the game. Like um, he, he almost believed in football more than he believed in America. <laughs> and for that, yeah. we salute him. He, he said, well, I think Phil Fulmer was the one who said it's easier to believe uh, in the end of the world than it is to believe in the end of football. 
happy that was him. Yeah. True. It's true. So this brings up, uh, speaking of yeah. local Houston area politics, uh, it brings up your uh, favorite Houston area politician who today said, uh, so apparently today I missed that. I was asleep as usual. I was asleep when the news broke in America, but uh, Biden is going to direct the labor department to have a rule requiring employers with over a hundred employees to get their workforce vaccinated, vaccinated or require unvaccinated employees to test negative on a weekly basis. So Dan Crenshaw immediately replied, are you people trying to start a full revolt? Honestly, what the hell is wrong with Democrats? Leave people the hell alone. This is insanity. Uh, which is really interesting coming from a Texas politician this week. Well, he's gearing up for the big, uh, he has his big like youth, like the, the Dan Crenshaw youth the, conference. I saw the poster for this. Oh, this is a, let me see if I can find my poster. This is a blowout that he's having this uh, youth conference. I think, believe everybody's uh, over 50 at it. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I don't know anybody. Um, let's see. I have so many Dan Crenshaw files saved as screenshots that I can't find this one. Uh, more like, uh, more like Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> am I right? Oh, nailed him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the Crenshaw Youth Summit, Houston, Texas. Yeah, as uh, Dan Crenshaw, Ben Shapiro, and Tony Robbins are the headliners. <laughs> uh, with virtual speaker Jordan Peterson, the Josh Abbott Band, and J.P. Sears. Then you get Matt Best from Black Rifle, Rifle Coffee, which is the the special operator coffee company. You get Dave Rubin, Benny Johnson, Evan Hafer from Black Rifle Coffee, Jared Taylor from Black Rifle Coffee. Um, yeah, I believe everyone's required to be at least 47 years old to be at this youth summit. Who's the Josh yeah. Abbott fan? Oh, this poster's so bad. It looks like stand-up comedy from like the 1980s poster. Like everyone's like a neon light of Dan Crenshaw, U.S. Congressman, <laughs> with like his uh his eye patch flashes and this blue neon light. <laughs> and I'm not Meg Crenshaw, but I mean it's one of the, it's one of those things that I think uh, Chris Hayes might have pointed this out. Is it like every every single thing that conservatives object to now is now um, grounds for the the revolution? It's almost like that. That is the thing that they're focusing on. Like everything is going to launch the revolution. Oh, and the vaccine, I mean, and the vaccine man, I mean, vaccine mandates, and it's a pretty easy argument that how do you get into public school? Right. Vaccines are mandated anyway for like most of public life in America. Right. I think if I remember correctly. Mostly. If I remember remember going to school. This is weird for me because I have to travel back and forth between two countries and like you have to have your vaccine paperwork in order anyway to immigrate. Just not to travel, maybe, but to immigrate, you've got to have all your vaccine paperwork in order. It seems very much like not not a big deal to me. The tyranny, the tyranny. But uh, also we have today, uh, similarly, that the you hear about LSU is dissolving their faculty Senate over um, vaccine mandates. Oh, wow. No, I haven't heard that. No. Yeah, the faculty Senate voted 90% uh, in favor of on-campus vaccine mandates. And so today, so tomorrow, I think tomorrow, LSU is dissolving the faculty faculty Senate. You know. But I thought LSU said that they were going to do vaccine mandates anyway, but they were going to do it like spring in the spring. Vaccine mandates were going to happen in the spring. 
that. Uh, so the the thing that for the LSU Board of Supervisors meeting uh, brief is out today. It's two hundred sixty eight pages, so I haven't read all of it. But they're, um, yeah, part of it is is dissolving, and they're 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 kind of pitching it as they're reorganizing it, but they're essentially like dissolving the one that just voted ninety percent to have uh, the vaccine mandates. I would say. I suspect they've been looking for political cover to dissolve faculty senate for a long time. Uh, I mean, in in my academic career, I've watched faculty senates give up power willingly because they didn't want to bother with um, uh, administrating and also have it um, uh, taken away from them politically. And the people most interested in maintaining the power of faculty senates tended to be junior faculty who have limited access to it uh, in many cases. Right. And uh, the people who are treated right? really well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the case I've seen made here too, is that like, uh, yeah, oftentimes people with tenure and power don't care so much about this stuff because they're going to be okay. But this is also a route to, to going after things like tenure in the future. Like, I don't think LSU wants to stop here. I think that colleges want to, universities want to make sure that they have a very, compliant workforce they can you know kind of at will workforce so they can get rid of when they want to so you know every you, as you know everything since like you know hurricane katrina was a great excuse to get rid of all of these university stuff and now uh why not have a pandemic be a be an excuse to get rid of all this stuff these entanglements exciting days well that moves us into talking about hurricane stuff so fortunately the hurricane's over everybody's okay uh, anyway, good job, everybody. Move on from that. I'm trying to remember last time we recorded, like, uh, the hurricane had just happened. We didn't, do we have all the New York stuff happening yet? I don't know. It New hadn't York's... gone to New York. I mean, with the, all this flooding in New York, like, yeah. it just seems like it was right in the path of the hurricane. And I'm thinking they might just have to move New York inland. Uh, why would you, uh, live you know, just get like rid that. of the city? Yeah. Why would you live somewhere like that? They need to just move the city. Um, and, um, um, you know, set up somewhere new. Why would you build, uh, an airport under below sea level? Newark floods, right? So yep. crazy. Why would they do that? I, it just, to me, it looks like a big green dot on the map, but a big green dot over it. People need to be responsible. Why didn't they evacuate? Yeah. That's what I would have done if I was there. <laughs> if I would have just oh, left. Yeah. If I was on the su- if I was on the subway, if I was on the subway, <laughs> while the water came rushing towards me, <laughs> I, I would have evacuated. If I, was, if I was if I was on the subway while a ten foot wall of water rushed toward me, I would have simply got out of the. I was simply would have just went back up the escalator. I would have got got on the. <laughs> I like a comedy film. I would have run backwards up the down escalator, <laughs> yeah. away from yeah. the wall of water penetrating the subway. Yeah what i would have done i mean yeah it's just nuts and like it's kind of weird because i was watching people in new orleans reactions which first people's reactions were that to be sarcastic about why don't they just leave into which some people who aren't familiar with new orleans didn't quite get and were like that how it's horrible how can you say that about people in new york um and then the other one was the immediate realization by people in southeast louisiana was that oh now now, now no one's going to worry about what happened here anymore, yeah. which is probably also uh, very true. There's a limited attention span for this stuff. Even um, 
my dissertation committee member, Andy Horovitz, uh, who wrote the Katrina book. So he was in a New York Times and stuff, said immediately, uh, report, well, a reporter had called him to talk about the hurricane. He called them back the next day and they said, we're on to New York now. So it's like, well, there you well, go. We're worried about Derek Jeter. We're, we're thinking Derek Jeter might be underwater. <laughs> He's in Miami. <laughs> Don't worry. He won't. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> He'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's one, it's, if the attention will move on, but anyway, there's but there's still a lot. If you haven't been following uh, hurricane stuff, there's still a lot going on in New Orleans. A lot of people are trying to get their power back, which interestingly in the Bywater led to the power lines catching on fire. So that was good. Start to get it out and they catch on fire. Uh, you always want that to happen. Then also, uh, uh, big news out of out of New Orleans was the. Um, alligator was found in the dumpster uptown i don't know it's just a dead alligator fairly large think, dead alligator i think that's photoshop that shows up like every time there's a hurricane shows a up there's dead a dead alligator in an uptown uh dumpster diva the pink dumpster <laughs> For, oh you're saying the alligator's name photoshop photoshop the alligator yeah, yeah he lives uptown yeah. he's great but you can tell it was in an uptown dumpster because nobody ate it <laughs> oh, I just deleted. I would hit the drums, and I deleted the drums. I tried to play the rim shot, and I deleted it. It's frustrating. Now you get the alligator. But so, uh, what you have seen going a lot this week in in New Orleans or the surrounding areas is, you know, people in New Orleans have not had power for a while, which has been rough and in some cases fatal. Uh, kind of in. No, no one I knew, but people in my kind of online social network, there have been a few people who've passed away uh, from from being in their houses without heat for a week, which if you have other kind of uh, health issues. Can be, or without air conditioning, yeah. Without air conditioning. Oh, sorry, without air conditioning. With yeah, very, much, heat. very much with heat. Very, very much, much with, with heat. heat. <laughs> yeah, living with heat. Um, you know, which can be... Uh, really dangerous if you have underlying health conditions even if you don't it's extreme heat it's extreme heat and it's it can be rough so that's been going on and then also we've seen the places like you know golden meadow and galliano and uh further south lafitte uh down that way john lafitte are are really messed up point Ashen. and people but but people from the new orleans area have been very good about doing mutual aid activities and taking things down there and and getting things going, which people I think in Louisiana realize they have to do that because there's not going to be, not really going to be that much help. So those are the things going on there that I've seen. I've had uh, one of my friends was telling me about how everybody in her neighborhood was sort of um, uh, um, banding together and um, uh, taking care of each other. Another friend was talking about all the restaurants and bars and places that are giving away free food to get rid of the stock so that they don't, so that they didn't have to keep generators running forever and didn't end up with uh, freezers full of rotten food. And uh, one friend evacuated and then had a big uh, uh, online presence asking what people wanted her to bring back um, uh, for them. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people pulling together and um, making the best of a bad situation, um, which is good to see. I mean, I think that's always the case, but sometimes I don't 
especially one the thing is that when the media is covering it super heavily, you don't hear those stories as much because um, it's it's not a very lucrative narrative. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I think people don't enjoy watching it as much either. I don't know why. It's kind of strange for people, but um, it's also one thing you know. It's it's really weird, uh, as you know, David. To like, like living in New Orleans is really really taxing. Like it's exhausting to live in New Orleans, but also like not living in New Orleans is really exhausting because <laughs> you you see like there's things that New Orleans is very very good at, and like um, and you kind of feel like if you're there for the good stuff, you should be there for the this this stuff too, but. Uh, yeah, it has been great to watch everybody. It, not, to, I know everyone like it's a rough situation, but it's been great to watch everybody also uh, pull together. And yeah, definitely all the restaurants and stuff. Like everywhere I know that's been open has said, please just come by and hang out if you want air conditioning or need to charge your phones or whatever. And I'm not sure how much of the city is. I think most of it has power back. I had a couple of friends who said every other block has power except for mine last time I checked, but probably they have power back too. I'm not sure. They were afraid it was going to be months. Yeah, it, it looked like it might be months in, in some places, but yeah, I know Bywater was pretty late getting it back and they got it back from yesterday-ish. And I think there are also like really specific issues, like if like your stuff got ripped off your house, it's going to be hard to get your power back. For a while but if you're still disconnected and stuff but then you know once you get out of the city it might be months before a lot of places uh, get it back like well yeah down line. in the southwest yeah. Uh, yeah uh yeah and out in the the river parishes and stuff uh yeah i'm just reading like i don't think we have time to go into all of it but i was looking at like you know there's a in wwl news as a david hammer has a piece today regulators question energy's transmission upgrades after catastrophic failure so the money that they set aside for transmission monitoring upgrades that they said we're going to allocate to that. Did they? How? And it looks like, you know, uh, energy as usual kind of failed on this stuff and had really shoddy uh, maintenance on a lot of their towers and things that fell down um, as not surprising at all. Oh, whoa. Oh, that's mine. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> Oops. That's remix. Uh, then we also had, oh, I guess we, this hadn't come out last time we talked either about the, the nursing homes on the North Shore, uh, yeah. where, gosh, I forgot his name, the crazy dude who owns all those nursing homes and had um, the people just taken to a warehouse that he owned to ride out the storm and, and at least four senior citizens died. And when they got a hold of him to ask him about it, he said, well, on a normal day, like one person dies anyway. So actually we did pretty good. Yeah. Which my response is statistics. <laughs> well, then also I read there were also a bunch of like Catholic, uh, the Catholic diocese ran several nursing homes and, uh, and assisted living. Yeah. Yeah. Assisted living facilities and kind of the way they evacuate, like a lot of their staff just sort of pieced out. Like when the hurricane came, it's a good luck, everybody. And but we so told them to, we told them to leave. We told them to. No, evacuate. that's actually the quote. Like that was like the, yeah, yeah. like we told them, it, we told them they had to leave and like, I don't understand why they couldn't. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a big argument between the city and the mayor's office and the archdiocese about that is going to be tossing that around for a while. Cause I know 100% that Mayor Cantrell is not going to take responsibility for it. Like for whatever, I know some people like her, some people don't. Uh, I, I, she is not well known for saying, Hey, look, that's on us. Um, 
I mean, if I was in that situation, I would simply get I would simply get in my uh, medic the bed that I'd got from Medicare, <laughs> and I would you know wheel myself you know down the street and down to the train station. Yeah, down to the train station, and you know go to ride Chicago. Amtrak <laughs> yeah, ride Amtrak to Chicago. That's simple. That's what I would do. It seems pretty easy. But you know, it's funny if you were if you're following like as the storm hit, like the police were like uh, scouring all the convenience stores for broken windows. Uh, seems like maybe they they have the they have uh, you know at least an Excel spreadsheet that has where these assisted living facilities are. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're looking making sure people that yeah. It's kind of weird because the same week I'm having to like um, translate this piece here from the. From the city, the fire department in Kyoto has this really uh, kind of comprehensive way of if you have movable cultural heritage inside a temple, I mean like statues and paintings and stuff that are valuable, they have them kind of ranked by how important they are and they put tags on them and then the fire department keeps a tag about how important they are and then people in the surrounding community know these tags and if there's a fire they can run in and take out the important stuff first and the fire department knows what to look for when they get there. It seems like maybe at the very least you could treat old people uh, the same as you treat uh, Buddhist statuary, but I don't know. Maybe That's in possible. ten years. So put tags on them uh, in order of importance. Yeah, yeah, Grandpa. Well, I'm sorry, you didn't make the cut. I think they are putting tags on them. <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> oh, you mean before? <laughs> yeah. Correct. Correct. So I, I feel like, like I want to talk about all the, the, the Texas abortion stuff, but I think it's like a bigger, like a bigger issue than we can cover in like 20 minute rundown of things that happened this week. Um, but you, we do have our Texas correspondent with us. Yeah. I've already caught, I've already made $30,000 this week. <laughs> Busting Uber drivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, actually, this was just, I was just actually, I went, I was at a DSA meeting where we were, they were talking about different uh, websites and some things to help with, um, like, Texas abortion, and how to get a safe, you can still get a safe abortion in uh, Texas, and um, one actually gets the new, did you see the new, that, I guess, like, Merrick Garland is, like, the Justice, Department of Justice is suing the state of Texas over the abortion. I guess that just came. Good, yeah. Well, um, pretty recently. Um, Seems like they should. So, if you still can, I mean, are you allowed to say how you can in Texas, or is it, like, you can, but, like, no one can tell you how to get it or else they're on the Yeah, it's kind of, like, there are websites, and, um, yeah, there are websites, and they're different, and you can get what, but it's, it's um, still like I get. I mean, I guess it's how like if you just have to make sure nobody snitches on you um, for the reward, and I guess that's, that's the. Uh, that's yeah, the I was. Key. Someone sent me like um, a screenshot of like a emergency, like emergency physicians uh, group group text and i wasn't not snitching on anyone here but like um like that a lot of emergency physicians in texas are very worried because they deal with people who are either pregnant or not sure if they're pregnant or 
unclear in their condition who who come into emergency rooms all the time. And so technically, like I think, like you know, pretty much just in the normal everyday life of a of, of a well, not just doctors, but anyone working like in an emergency room facility could be on the hook for these bounties. Um. But there's also the um, I want to say it's maybe the I don't I don't think it's the criminal maybe it's the Texas Supreme Court maybe it was the Texas Criminal Court that they issued an injunction I want to say against um, anti-abortion groups against Planned Parenthood so that like really Planned Parenthood can't um, they Planned Parenthood can't be touched right now I mean I know Planned Parenthood doesn't. Contrary to popular belief, Planned Parenthood does 999 things that are not abortions. But, right. <laughs> um, but that was kind of, uh, Planned Parenthood was worried they would be completely shut down. I mean, there's only like two, I think there's like two clinics in the whole state, but, um, Jesus, but they were really worried. down to that. Oh. It, it's very, I don't know, maybe two's not right, but it's, there's not, there's not many clinics in yeah, I was one thing I was seeing today was that that people in Texas were going out of state to get abortions to neighboring states. And it's like, well, what neighboring state do you go to? Because you go to Louisiana, well, it's kind of hard to go to Louisiana right now anyway. But New Orleans, I believe the Planned Parenthood in New Orleans doesn't even do abortions. And so, yeah. then where do you go? Oklahoma, I guess New Maybe. Mexico might be. New Mexico, only. I think New Mexico, I think is yeah. Or That's usually within at least 800 miles of any given <laughs> yeah. section. I think New Mexico or Colorado, which, yeah, which are both like day and a half. Houston, you're shit out of luck. Um, I haven't looked at the actual um, um, case. Like, I've listened to a lot of rhetoric about the fact that the Supreme Court wouldn't hear the appeal of the case. But I'm not sure exactly what... Um, is sort of de facto inviolable and what isn't like is the part that said it's a bounty part was that part of what was being challenged well the the to my understanding as a non-lawyer what what happened was that the supreme court said they want wouldn't hear the case right and so that's what i'm saying and as such they left a decision did that uh, was that decision on the legality of offering the bounties or was it on the legality of limiting abortion or was it uh, what was the specifics of that case is what i don't really uh, understand well well, the funny thing is that the the supreme court said that it was too confusing which is why they couldn't rule on it or it was too convoluted and then it was made deliberately convoluted so that it would get that judgment yeah if only we had some court whose job it was to straighten out those uh, convoluted situations and make clear and final decisions on things that would really help out. I'm surprised the founders didn't think of that. You're thinking of like a people, like a people's court. That's right. (laughs) If only we had a people's court. If only we had a sound effect. There was the people's court. <laughs> the people's of court. Dramatic, just imagine, you know, yeah. Which is all we have left. Just everybody. Just imagine uh, just, the, the people's court song. Yeah. Everybody Google people's court theme song. Uh, I will insert the insert the night court theme song here. <laughs> everybody Google night court. Um, yeah, we should probably get somebody on who's uh, who's who actually knows about this stuff. 
better than me. Um, I just grew up where they murdered abortion doctors uh, pretty consistently. So, or doctors who performed abortions. I uh, live where they're going to murder abortion doctors soon. Yeah, and collect the bounty. You mean America? Be able to murder them. Yeah. <laughs> murder them and collect the bounty. So in a little bit better news, a uh, judge blocked the enforcement of the Florida anti-riot law that DeSantis uh, put up. Yeah, so this is in a long string of these new DeSantis laws that everyone says as he makes them, this is unconstitutional. Uh, and he's just kind of wasting a lot of time and money, but he's also building his his dumb, dumb brand. Um, so the 90-page decision by U.S. District Judge Mark Walkner, Walker in Ta- Tallahassee found the recently enacted law vague and overbroad and amounted to an assault. Judge Walkner? That is a people's court. Judge Walker. <laughs> Walker. Uh, and assembly as well as the Constitution's due process protection. So, yeah, Florida passed this really crazy law, which essentially made it illegal to protest anything and also conversely legal to run over people. I think that was a different law, though. Um, so and the 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 judge uh, rightly notes that the law is so confusing that it doesn't distinguish between people who are at a protest where something violent happens uh, or who people show up to a protest where something violent happened earlier or so here I'll quote the judge is because it is unclear whether a person must share an intent to do violence and because it is unclear what it means to participate the statute can plausibly be read to criminalize continuing to protest after violence occurs, even if the protesters are not involved in and do not support the violence, Walker wrote. The statute can also be read to criminalize other expressive activity, like remaining at the scene of a protest turned violent to film the police reaction. So this has been overturned for now, and I'm happy about that, but then again, we're faced with what happens when this goes to the Supreme Court, <laughs> and they say, well... What are you going to do? I mean... Yeah. Uh, now that we kind of know, like, I mean, I guess the fix has been in with the Supreme Court for a long time, but now that we know it, for sure. Yeah. Well, Tennessee has a few things going on. They've got a an election, uh, like some primaries just happened, uh, uh, local primaries. And also they just um, um, started the redistricting process. In Nashville, they have a, a committee of 16 with four Democrats on it. And they're, uh, yeah, going to gonna, uh, set the new congressional districts and uh, state, state districts, and especially um, around Nashville, which has been growing a lot. And I would tell everybody to get on the phone and talk to your state representative, except that your state representative doesn't give the least shit what you think. And we'll have to care even less after they're done with the redistricting process. It's pretty much yeah, a done we're deal, I think. Completely jobbed on redistricting across the nation. It's a complete uh, fate accompli. Uh, I, I wish I had more positive things to say about you could do about redistricting in general and Supreme Court stuff in general. But um, anything that we said, like that needed to be said 30 years ago and no one listened. So we're screwed. Is the end result? Well, let's let's uh, try to I finish saw, up on. Huh? Go ahead. Yeah. No, I just was going to say I saw. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, mine's not good news, so we'll finish up okay. on something else. Yeah. 
No, no, say what you're going to say, and then we'll finish up on good news. I had okay, a really well, good I idea, gonna... but I forgot it. Good. <laughs> There's good news. Down, <laughs> and cut. <laughs> uh, there was a whole thing about uh, um, um, <laughs> Tennessee. Well, for one thing, Tennessee Democrats are paying a big, huge fine to the FEC because they were doing monkey business with their finances. Um, and also, um, uh, Overton County is about to get a big, um, 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 let's see what it says here. I think I've got it in front of me here somewhere. Uh, no, I don't have the original story, which is about how the, uh, secretary of state and the voting, uh, various people have made it so that they are registering high school seniors to vote. And Overton County is doing very well there. It's a very rural county in uh, Middle Tennessee, near Cookville. And um, I just was looking at that and sort of comparing it to what was happening in Tennessee when black people were trying to register to vote, yeah. uh, which was not, believe it or not, sponsored by the, the state. Uh, it was actually fought tooth and nail by the state. And I looked for the demographics of Overton County, but I couldn't find them. Uh, uh, I suspect it's like much of Middle Tennessee and fairly pale. Um, I, when they start telling me that uh, Memphis City Schools have huge numbers of high school seniors being uh, registered, I'll be very excited about that. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with vote, with any uh, high school seniors being registered to vote. It's just that they seem a little selective about where these drives happen and who's getting rewarded and who's getting punished for registering people. Yeah. Yep. As you see, still unequal. So the good news we can finish it on is that this week in Richmond, after all these years, they uh, finally took down Robert. There, there goes a Robert E. Robert e. Lee uh, when Richmond oh, fell. Yeah. Uh, they took him down and cut him into three pieces, which was good. Um, I did kind of like the visual image of the Lee Memorial with, with the graffiti all over it. I thought it looked really cool. But they've taken him down. He's gone. He's riding out of town. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Uh, so that's did they cut him? In, did they cut him into three pieces <laughs> and they're going to bury the heads in one part of the country that they we don't know about? And then they're going to... Maybe in another part of the world, they're going to bury the hang. torso. You don't get the Monument <laughs> Avenue. They're going to drop the torso in the ocean, and <laughs> yeah. then his feet go back to Arlington Cemetery. But what if they actually drop it in the same part of the ocean that has Bin Laden in it? I don't know. <laughs> and they join. And they, they join. Uh, uh, Robert uh, Lee uh, and uh, Bin Laden. Robert, Osama Bin Laden. Bin Osama. Osama. <laughs> <laughs> One of the um, uh, Southern uh, podcasters that I like to watch every once in a while is uh, Trey Crowder, and I saw him talking about this the other day, and um, um, he was talking about a, I think it was an AP story that said um, that they had removed the hero, the, the hero yeah, <laughs> removed the statue of uh, uh, Civil War hero Robert E. Lee. And I guess in some sort of objective way, if some people uh, uh, idolize you as a hero, that that makes you their hero anyway. Their so hero. it's not objectively false. Uh -huh. It just seems like questionable wording. I remember when a hero Charles Manson died in prison. 
And when uh, um, uh, hero Benedict Arnold had to uh, flee to Canada, uh, yeah. heroes have a hard time of it sometimes in the U.S. Yeah. Hero Robert E. Lee meeting hero Osama bin Laden at the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. So, uh, for, former President uh, Trump. And do you guys remember former President Trump? This guy had a, had a lot um, to say about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here, here he is. We'll just, we'll just check out what he had to say about it. I can't do a Trump presentation. Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee is considered by many generals to be the greatest strategist of them all, Trump said in a statement. <laughs> President Lincoln wanted him to command the North, in which case the war would have been over in one day. Robert E. Lee instead chose the other side because of his great love of Virginia, and except for Gettysburg, would have won the war. He should be remembered as perhaps the greatest unifying <laughs> force after the war was over. <laughs> Ardent in his resolve to bring the North and South together through many means of reconciliation and imploring his soldiers to do their duty in becoming good citizens of this country, Trump added. Yeah, outside of Kandahar. I don't think Trump uh, said those things. That doesn't sound like Donald Trump to me at all. Not the, the sentiment, which is very uh, neo- That was my fault. Uh, it didn't sound like Trump because I can't do a good Trump. Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee, folks. It's considered by many generals to be the greatest strategist of them all. I can't do the Trump. I mean, he used strategist. He used so many three-syllable words that I'm sure that was a prepared statement. But it does have the very Trumpian thing of just making a claim that no one's heard before. Like President Lincoln wanted him to command the North, yet yeah, sort of, in which case the war would have been over in one day. It's just like you go well, from saying the one thing that's the most extreme thing. Robert E. Lee instead chose the other side because of his great love of Virginia, and except for Gettysburg, would have won the war. Well, it's like if Nixon had put Ho Chi Minh in charge of the U.S. Army <laughs> in Vietnam, that war would have been over in one day. Yeah, if Afghanistan haven't had the the Helmand province, we would have just won. Are you talking about Ho Chi Minh? Ho Chi Minh Laden. If Ho Nixon had just Robert Robert E. Ho Chi Minh Laden. If it wasn't for Stalingrad, Germany would have won the war. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Russia's existence, uh, it would have been over to one day, folks. One Robert day. E. Lee was he was a he was a man ahead of his time. Being dead. <laughs> and now he's just, ahead being, <laughs> just ahead being buried in an undisclosed location. Yeah. Uh, so I want to check in on this one guy from uh, your neck of the woods. Uh, here's a story. It's in Raw Story. And the, the title, the headline is, I'm not a racist. Driver with Confederate flag cited for burnout near Richmond's Robert E. Lee Monument. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm quoting the for article. Burnout? <laughs> <laughs> I, have to like, I, I'm, I need to get cited for burnout for this last year. Um, okay, this is an article in Raw Story by John Wright. Uh, a Tennessee man with a Confederate flag waving from his truck was cited for reckless driving after doing a burnout Tuesday in front of the Robert E. Lee Monument in Richmond, Virginia, which was removed Wednesday. <laughs> Edward Bryan, it's in quotes, Edward Bryan Miller. Why is Bryan in air quotes? Edward Bryan <laughs> Miller. <laughs> because his real middle name is Wayne. Edward Brian Miller Edward Brian Miller drove the six hours from Knoxville to Richmond to see the monument before it was removed according to the local CBS affiliate Uh, I had to see it one time I've never seen it before Miller said after being pulled over by police adding that he only did the burnout to make the video work 
<laughs> he did not elaborate about the video. This is, he did not elaborate about the video, only to say he was not filming while driving. And the station reported, adding that, Miller was, adding that Miller was not happy with the statue's removal. I'm not racist, Miller claimed. Lee is one of my favorite guys in history. He defended his own state. Virginia seceded, so he left with him. <laughs> he also referred to slavery as a lost cause. <laughs> I think he's good. <laughs> He's confused the lost cause narrative with slavery being a lost cause. But said the monument should remain up because Confederacy supported small government. The end. That's uh, Edward Brian Miller. History history professor. (laughs) History professor. (laughs) Professor of history at UT. um, Where? Yeah, UT. Was it that way? Like when Robert E. Lee was dying, he said. This civil war has been a lost cause. cause. That's right after Ulysses S. Grant. That's right after Ulysses S. Grant killed him. I think (laughs) killed him with a burnout with a power donut. (laughs) (laughs) Ulysses S. Grant yelled out the truck window. This one's for the video. I'm not filming while driving. <laughs> a donut, a donut on Robert E. Lee's lawn and killed him. <laughs> this is the shame. It was the shame that got to him. <laughs> oh man, you oughtn't have done that, Ulysses. You went and done did it. And then he died. Oh, you're gonna be sorry. Out of my sorry. lawn. And that lawn went on to be at the tomb of the unknown soldier. <laughs> The two, it was first it was Grant's donut. And then it became... <laughs> well, that's why they have the old joke, who's buried in Grant's donut? It's unknown. That's <laughs> <laughs> unknown. So uh, I want to hang out with Edward Bryan Miller. I probably have. What am I talking about? Oh, it's got his license plate on the story. It's got a big picture of his license plate. If you want to hang out with Brian Miller, he's Tennessee tag Y12-38N with a big Confederate flag on a Ford pickup truck. If you want to hang out with Edward Brian Miller. And I'm looking at it. Oh, it's almost got the county on there. It doesn't say Blunt. It might say Knox. Knox it's Knox. Yeah, I mean, he can't, He drove from Knoxville, right? That's what it said. But, you know, anywhere can be Knoxville. Well, that's he true. He could have been from Louisville, Maryville. Oak Ridge. Madisonville. Uh, Madisonville. What's the cutoff? A hot, no. I forgot. I, I forgot all the monoxone names. Lafollette. Yeah, cutoff La is, cut is Louisiana. Louisiana, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the place? Well, no, no, where uh, Ben and Terry used to live. Uh, Halls? Halls. Halls Crossroads. Yeah. He could have been from Halls Crossroads. Yeah, he could have been. They do have it. Let's see. It's not Louisiana. Home, home of many retired umpires. <laughs> I'll call them <laughs> All right. Well, that's right. it for this week. See you next week. We've all week. learned a lot. We've all learned our lesson. Farewell.